going on, family? Happy Monday, and welcome to the Faction Quick Hits. It's your man, GB, Gerard Bonner. Hope you guys had a fantastic weekend and are ready for the start of another amazing week. Certainly a lot happened in the world of pro wrestling over the weekend, and we've got all of that for you here. But first, got to give a big shout-out to everybody who follows us on social media, Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter, at The Faction Show. Thank you for hanging out with us. Thank you for leaving comments. Thank you for all of your interactions. Shout out to everyone who is subscribed to our podcast as well. If you're not, just click the subscribe button and you can find out when our content hits first. You can absolutely check that out. Do me a favor. If you're subscribed, go ahead and rate and leave a comment as well. We really appreciate you doing that and sharing with the world what's happening here with the faction. Also, do me another favor and share this with your friends and followers as well. I'm certain that you've got at least one friend who loves the world of pro wrestling and would enjoy what we are bringing to you. With that said, got to dive into a very busy weekend in the world of pro wrestling. First up, WWE Smackdown, which saw a brief uptick in its viewing this week. This week, they pulled in 1.905 million viewers. That's in comparison to last week's show of 1.777 million viewers. Now, we do need to add this caveat in there, that caveat being... That last weekend, of course, was a holiday weekend. It was the day before the 4th of July. So you kind of expected a bit of a dip. But uh, certainly this show did not get them back to 2 million. And it's kind of easy to see why. Um, Firstly, you had a showing of a pay-per-view match. Yeah, so you've got Braun Strowman defending against Bray Wyatt from Money in the Bank. And that ends up on SmackDown. And then you had this karaoke situation, which I got to say really reeks of days gone by. And it wasn't exactly something that was worth watching. So uh, not exactly the best show for SmackDown to bring to us when we are just a week away from a big pay-per-view. Couple that with uh, a title match, tag team title match that ended uh, in a no contest. So can't really say that this week's episode of SmackDown built on a whole lot. It could be why it didn't get to two million viewers which again two million viewers is still basically half of what smackdown saw on its premiere on fox back in october so there's definitely a lot of work for wwe to do now as we mentioned this coming weekend two big pay-per-views firstly on saturday night you have slammiversary from impact wrestling where it is guaranteed to crown a brand new world champion of course tessa blanchard its former world champion was released from the company, so they're going to crown a new champion this weekend. And then on Sunday, you have Extreme Rules, the horror show, or the horror show at Extreme Rules, which will feature some pretty interesting matches. Of course, as we mentioned, Bray Wyatt versus Braun Strowman for the Universal Championship. Well, I think it's for the Universal Championship. We'll double-check that. But certainly that's going to be in a Wyatt Swamp match. You've got that happening. You've got uh, the eye for an eye match with Rey Mysterio and Seth Rollins. And I've heard a number of potential things that could be happening in this match. I don't know that I want to spoil that for you, but I will say if what I heard is going to happen, I don't know. That's what I got for you. 
I don't know. Side note, you may have noticed you've not seen Bray Wyatt on WWE television as of late. That's because he is celebrating the birth of yet another baby. That's right. He and JoJo have a brand new baby. They've welcomed in a new baby girl, Hyrie Von Rotunda. So congratulations to both Bray Wyatt and JoJo uh, welcoming another baby. That's their second together. I'm really excited for them. So that's on the WWE side. Perhaps the bigger news this week is New Japan Pro Wrestling. So we identified and itemized their return. Now, if you remember, of course, the COVID-19 virus hit Japan way before it hit the United States. So basically, the end of February was the last time we saw a New Japan Pro Wrestling event. They did not do empty arena shows. They did some other sort of content, but they returned to in-ring content back in June with the advent of the New Japan Cup, and we itemized that plan for you on a previous show. Basically, the way it looked was this. They were going to do empty arena shows for the bulk of the New Japan Cup, and then when they get to the New Japan Cup final would be the first time they would welcome fans back and it would be at a third capacity or so and then following that on the next day would be new japan dominion and dominion would be in osaka joe hall and it would be kind of half filled of sorts well those two events happened this weekend, and so it's historic in this pandemic era of wrestling because it is the first major promotion to welcome fans back. That's right. They did it before AEW. They did it before WWE, and they did it well. I've got to tell you, it's felt like ages since we've watched current pro wrestling with wrestling fans present. But that was the case for the New Japan Cup. And perhaps the biggest piece of news coming out of that is Evil defeats Kazuchika Okada to win the New Japan Cup. And in the process, he joins the Bullet Club. Now, why is that significant? Because Evil was a part of the faction known as LIJ, Los Ingernables de Japón, which is led by the IWGP heavyweight and intercontinental champion Tetsuya Naito. You remember he won both of those titles as part of Wrestle Kingdom earlier this year. So now this at one point seemed like it was going to be an all LIJ battle for Dominion as the winner of the New Japan Cup would take on the current double champion. Well, now you've got a heel turn of sorts. He turned on Tetsuya Naito, leaving LIJ, leaving Tetsuya Naito, laying in the middle of the ring, beaten, bruised, as he joined the Bullet Club. Really crazy. So this sets up Dominion, which took place yesterday uh, at Osaka Joe Hall in Tokyo, Japan. And uh, again, it was half full and it looked amazing. The way they had the seating done was every other seat. So there was a, at least six feet with those seats giving you that type of space. Plus they took two breaks during the show to sanitize the ring and everything connected to it. So I thought that was amazing. Here are the results of New Japan's Dominion pay-per-view. 
it kicked off with Yuji Nagata, Satoshi Kojima, and Ryusuke Taguchi defeating Makabe, Hanma, and Gabriel Kidd. The combination of LIJ being Hiromu Takahashi, Bushi, and Sanada defeated Tomohiro Ishii, Toru Yano, and Yoda Tsuchi. Then you had El Desperado, Kanemaru, and Doki from Suzuki Gun defeating Master Wato, Tenzan, and Yuya Yamura. The Bullet Club's representation of Taji Ishimori and Takahashi defeated Chaos. That's the team of Okada and Hiroki Goto. Now, we had three title matches that took place. Shingo Tagaki retained the Never Openweight Championship against Sho, which was a really big match. It was definitely a great match for Sho, who seems to be stepping out of the tag team of Rapongi 3K to become his own man, and it looks really, really good on him. The IWGP tag team titles were on the line, and we have new champions as the Dangerous Techers, the team of Tai Chi and Zack Sabre Jr., defeated the champions Golden Ace, Hiroshi Tanahashi, and Kota Ibushi. Huge, huge win for Tai Chi and Zack Sabre Jr. And in the main event, Evil, who won the New Japan Cup the night before, is now the brand new IWGP Heavyweight and IWGP Intercontinental Champion in an absolutely brutal defeat over Tetsuya Naito. It was a huge, huge match, and I gotta say, pretty amazing stuff from Evil and Tetsuya Naito, and on top of that, Evil has another member joining him in the Bullet Club. At one point, it looked like it was Bushi, but he would be unmasked to be revealed as Japanese legend Dick Togo. Whew. Needless to say, there's a lot happening in New Japan Pro Wrestling. You can always check it out by going to njpwworld.com. And let me just say this. It was done so well that I actually watched it with the Japanese commentary. One of the things that has happened, of course, is the English-speaking team, which would normally be there, they, of course, are quarantined, so the English-speaking version of it will come a little bit later this week, and so we certainly miss Kevin Kelly and his crew, but I will say I am loving what New Japan is doing, and to be able to watch matches and get what's going on without understanding the commentary says that they tell amazing stories in the ring. So I am excited for the return of New Japan Pro Wrestling, and if you're looking for a pro wrestling organization that has a crowd, amazing storylines, amazing in-ring action, Check out New Japan Pro Wrestling, njpwworld.com. Again, is where you can get your subscription. It's actually cheaper than the WWE Network. It's under $10, and uh, you have access to their entire catalog. It's pretty amazing. Check it out at njpwworld.com. Before we go, uh, an interesting piece of news. Former WWE superstar Rusev has announced that he, too, has COVID-19. On top of that, Lana, his wife, has announced that her parents, both of her parents, have tested positive for COVID-19. And so 
it's really, really intriguing to see just how COVID-19 is impacting so much of the world. As you may or may not have heard, in Florida, they've had the single biggest day of any state in the history of this COVID-19 situation here in the United States, over 15,000 new cases in one day. And we should note that Florida is the current home for action for both WWE and AEW. So, Really interesting times here. I wish, I wish, I wish that the United States could have followed Japan's lead because if that's the case, we'd have fans back in pro wrestling at this point. At this stage, we don't know when fans are returning to pro wrestling here in the States. So uh, it's going to be interesting to watch as both AEW and WWE have some pretty big pay-per-views on the way. So we'll check all that out. Uh, But definitely... Definitely leave us your thoughts on today's show by way of social media, Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at The Faction Show. Let us know what you think. Also, subscribe to this podcast. Click that subscribe button wherever you're listening to us now. Be sure to rate us and leave a comment as well. We'll be talking about all sorts of great news today on our social media space. Until then, it's your man GB, Gerard Bonner, representing for my good brothers, Courtney Beard, Brandon Clack, John Murray, collectively we're known as The Faction. I need my people, here we go.